Welcome to The Common Rounds. Medical education for medical students by medical students. And welcome to our next episode of The Common Rounds. So today we'll be continuing on with the seropositive um, uh, arthritis that we've uh, talked about so far. So we've mentioned about rheumatoid, mm-hmm. we talked about SLE, yep. and both of them are really big topics. So yep. go and have a listen if you're interested, mm-hmm. and we'll um, talk about Shrugans today. Shrugans today. Yep. Now, let's define what Shrugans is, Andy. Yep. What is it? So from what I understand is that it's a chronic disease that is characterized by two main things. Um, one is dry eyes yep. and one is dry mouth. Yep. And so this is resulting from an immunological mediated destruction of the lacrimal glands that affect the eyes. So they're the, the tear glands, aren't yeah, they? Yeah. And the salivary glands. So that's why, uh, so yeah, yeah it, it's just dry eyes and dry mouth caused by an immunological destruction. Yeah, exactly. And if it happens by itself, it's just called the primary form, but if it's in conjunction with another autoimmune condition, most typically rheumatoid arthritis, Mm -hmm. then that's called the secondary form. Um, And it's really interesting because once we talk about the pathogenesis of it, Mm -hmm. there's a bit of crossover between some of the other autoimmunities that we've talked about. So let's talk about the um, pathogenesis a little bit. Mm -hmm. I'm assuming it's probably to do with some sort of uh, abnormal tolerance of T cells or B cells, and that leads to this autoimmune condition. Is that right? I think so. Yeah. So yep. what happens? What are some of the initiating triggers? Mm. So an initiation trigger may be a particular viral infection of the salivary gland that leads to local cell death. The cell death releases, you know, its contents, and yep. then that contents gets picked up by um, self-reactive immune cells, such yep. as um, and and so that the B cells and T cells will pick it up and start generating antigens. Uh, sorry, antibodies to target these antigens. Exactly. Yeah. Mm. So I think the viral infection probably causes the death of the you know, gland cells. Mm releases their antigens and these antigens are then picked up by these BNT cells and then you get that whole cascade of immune sort of um, response that we've mentioned already mm. in our previous episodes. Are there any other sort of features? So once you have inflammation, what happens? I'm assuming you get yep. tissue damage. Does that progress into something as well? And yeah, I think that's probably one of the more important, important parts of this pathogenesis is that that tissue damage leads to fibrosis of these glands and that would further reduce the activity of you know the salivary gland and the lacrimal gland doing yep. its job yeah so that's why you don't get the um the, the the ducts don't work and then um so you get dry eyes and dry mouth yeah you get those symptoms as well mm. so yeah like you mentioned you do develop the dry eye so that's called the seeker syndrome so you get dry saliva dry eyes and that's called the seeker syndrome um mm. and that's probably because of that inf- inflammatory response um to these now is it true that a lot of these patients have rheumatoid factor, which is, I found that so strange. I think, you know, mm. like 75% of patients can have this rheumatoid factor, mm. but doesn't mean that they have rheumatoid arthritis, so do they? Mm, no. no. Um, so the rheumatoid factor, just a recap on when we did uh, our uh, rheumatology, uh, rheumatoid arthritis um, talk a few, a, a few episodes ago was just, you know, just an antibody, an IgM and IgA targeting the IgG FC region yeah, of the handle right. of it. So, so I guess it, it's quite a generic, well, I, I'd say it's a generic um, antibody and doesn't really necessarily associate itself with rheumatoid arthritis. Mm. It's just called rheumatoid factor. Yep. That's just the name. Mm. Exactly right. Also, anti-nuclear antibodies can be detected in, you know, 50 to up to 80% of patients as well. Oh, wow. um, and in addition to that, there is a two specific antibodies that are really sensitive for this disease. Do you want to mention what they are? I think, yeah. So we mentioned previously and this is um the ssa or ssb ss stands for shogun syndrome yeah. so these are the two ribonucleoproteins that that um that are typically seropositive yeah. in shogun's disease so these are the nuclear proteins yeah. that we're referring to mm-hmm. and i think ssa if patients have that they t- 
can typically have an early disease onset, longer oh. duration, really? and have other extracellular, sorry, extra glandular manifestations as well. So it's mm. associated with a worse sort of disease manifestation. That's so speaking of the signs and symptoms, yep. so obviously it's going to affect the glands. Can it affect other things as well? Yeah, other things. You can possibly develop, let's say, Staphylococcus um, blepharitis. So I think that's um, I think that's a infection of the eyelids. Yep. Since you reduce the amount of saliva, the saliva is really important in protecting the teeth and the oral cavity the tongue as well, and yeah. also prevent infection. So consequently, you get dental caries, oral candidiasis, and other things such as an angular keilitis. Yep. I think that's um, that's just fissures and um, inflammation occurring at the edges of your mouth. Yeah. Exactly right. What other things pop up? And then you can have system um, systemic complications, which are really similar to what you might expect in rheumatoid and SLE as well. So you're going to get um, arthralgia and arthritis in some patients. You mm. might expect renal disease like glomerulonephritis. Mm. You might expect um, vasculitis as well as peripheral neuropathy. Mm. Um, and it can also result in sinusitis and autoimmune um um, thyroid dysfunction as well mm. um, so yeah there's still a bit of crossover between these different conditions mm. and again we'd like to emphasize that there's crossover between the antibodies as well mm. so it's not as black and white yeah and just speaking from a confused medical student point of view is that you know Sjogren's syndrome if it has systemic complications that cause arthralgia versus a rheumatoid arthritis that primarily causes this arthralgia and or pain in arthritis and can also affect and cause a secondary Sjogren's disease how do you actually go about finding out which is yeah, which? Yeah, it's tricky, isn't it? it? Yeah. So you might have to, obviously, based on what we talked about before in terms of investigations, you might have to look for anti-CCP, oh, which, yes. is, yeah, to, which mm. is more sensitive for um, and specific to rheumatoid, but also you know joint destruction and joint deformity is probably a more characteristic hallmarks of rheumatoid mm. rather than... And Sjogren's patients, you know, the, the glands are not functional. So it's the symptoms that yeah. sort of give it away. It's really oh, tricky. Yeah. So the more you study, the more you kind of appreciate how complex the rheumatoid disease yeah, can become. exactly. I mm. definitely appreciate the role of a rheumatologist more than I've ever had before. Mm. So once you've diagnosed the patient, are there mm. some treatment options that you can provide them as well? Well, I think it's more... It sounds like from what I've read is that um, it, it's more symptomatic treatment. Yeah. So uh, for the eyes, you've got artificial tears or you can surgically... Um, close the drainage of the tear ducts or to increase the exposure yeah. of tears. That's crazy. I thought that was really cool. <laughs> I think it's called a surgical punctual occlusion. Yeah. I have no idea how they go about doing it, but pretty cool stuff. Yeah, it's very cool. And in <coughs> terms of, yeah, like you mentioned, um, because mm. the risk of developing candidiasis and um, dental caries, you know, mm. good oral hygiene is important. Mm -hmm. Washing their mouth, having artificial saliva as well, mm. and, and um, drinking lots of fluids. Mm. But also um, things like um, antifungals when they develop a fungal infection. Mm. Um, like nystatin or clotrim so it could be used as well cool what about if they have systemic sort of symptoms are there any mm. drugs that we can give so them? we've got immune suppressants such as um, corticosteroids or hydroxychloroquine yep. that are one of the examples that that people can use to treat Sjogren's mm -hmm. syndrome for systemic complications that's right yeah mm. i think that's i mean Sjogren's is going to be a really short topic um, yeah so that's it that's all i wanted to talk about <laughs> great um, yeah it's going to be a short sweet topic um if you guys have any questions or um uh, or feedback let us know mm -hmm. um we've got probably covered one more of these seropositive. Um, seropositive disorders before we move on to the seronegative ones so yeah so stay tuned thank you for listening guys our episode today was put together by our executive producer gautam and our core editor cindy for notes elective experiences and much more study resources visit our website on thecommonrounds.wordpress.com. 
or visit us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. If you like our episodes, please subscribe and rate us on iTunes. It means a lot to us. You've been listening to The Common Rounds. I'm Hamid. And I'm Andy. And we'll see you next time. See you next time.